Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Be a part of what we're doing today at LakersBall.com as August 1947. The man himself, Joe Soro, he's loving what he's doing, not only for playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, which had a great crowd today. But he is also doing what he can for LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, if you can go ahead and check out what he's doing today, Simplades, Simplades with the Y.com for your lawns, new lawns transgression as far as a total transformation into a new lawn today. Simplades with the Y.com. Sean threw me off on that one. But also as well, if you can go ahead and give our friends at Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom, who has said he will be back for the trade deadline show we're doing next week. Plus, also, hopefully he'll stop by today. He's had some internet issues, but he was part of our playback.tv watch parties. Hopefully he said he would try to make it on today. Good to have Laker Tom back in the fold. So check out Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger today, and Jamie Sweet right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you can support what we do, please like and subscribe. We need all the likes and subscribes we can get. We need to get to the big time. I've watched the other competitors out there, and compared to us, there's no one any better. I can say that for sure than the Lakers Fast Break. So if you can like and subscribe to get us to the big time today, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, as was mentioned in the playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live watch party. Boy, they can just never get a easy win for us. Nick Molina called it out loud, but the Lakers coming into Indiana, needing a win, having almost everybody at full strength outside of Austin Reeves, seeing how this new lineup with Rui Hashimura was going to shake out, and it didn't get off to the greatest of starts as the Lakers couldn't find anything resembling a defense as they were down by 13 in the second half. But Joe Sorrell pointed this out. Time and time again, the second half, one of the smartest players that's out there as far as basketball IQ, LeBron James, continually decided to go ahead and find himself on the inside, not necessarily driving because he wasn't getting the calls. In fact, he didn't get this chance to shoot free throws until late in the game. He found himself on the other end, cutting down low, time in, 
and timeout, getting the Lakers back into the game after being down several times by double digits and sneaking closer and closer with a team that was shooting very hot from the outside for a good portion of the game and had Tyrese Halliburton back in the fold once again from injury. But the Lakers overcame all of that, even some mistakes down the stretch and a bad game by Russell Westbrook. And the Lakers overcame all those obstacles to go ahead and get the victory, which they, and oh my gosh, the missed free throws were killing me as well. Got to be the shoes. That was awful, man. I tell you what, but the Lakers, even with all that working against them, still managed to escape with a 112 to 111 victory. Just a great performance from LeBron. He found ways to win the game for this team, not by the stuff he normally does, but by finding something else for him to do. And that was cutting down low, making himself available for passing, especially getting a lot of layups inside. Anthony Davis, 31 points, 14 rebounds, getting back to the AD we knew before the injury. LeBron James, 26-7-7, really, really good game, 11-19 shooting. Patrick Beverly didn't give you much as far as those missed free throws, but he did get a steal late in the game that really helped us out, plus a clutch three. Dennis Schroeder chipped in with 12. Thomas Bryant chipped in with some hustle, 4 of 4, 11 points and 6 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, 2 of 16, 10 assists, but 10 points. But the Lakers, again, escape Indiana. Now they're now 2 and 2 on the road trip, and now 25 and 28. In the Western Conference, 112 to 111. And here today to talk about today's game are two awesome panelists. And I'm hoping for a return of Laker Tom. We'll see. His internet, again, has been giving him issues. But we're hoping for a return of Laker Tom, at least if not now, by the trade deadline special we're doing a week from today, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific. Good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at... Symbolades, symbolades with a Y if you want your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful than you've got today in the Southern California area, symbolades.com plus lakersball.com. You know he's there ranting and raving like he does here. It is Joe Soro. Joe, this was one of those games which you were stressed out from the get-go, from the get-go. But ultimately, like you said, LeBron James found the things in the defense that allowed him to go ahead and really help this team win that game. LeBron James uh, playing the Shaq role tonight was the difference. Uh, Anthony Davis wasn't efficient tonight, but was effective. And therein, therein lies your only two consistent players night in and night out. Everyone else on the team is a crapshoot. Russell Westbrook, uh, I believe, ended the evening uh, shooting two of sixteen. Now let's 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 look at that for a second before we start talking about the fun stuff like the win. Two and sixteen from your ball handling third star. I want to understand those who are still on the Russell Westbrook horse and buggy. It's not even a train. You need to come on here, whether through the chat, through the show, through email or text. You can even call me if you want. You need to explain to me what the hell you're watching. Seriously, 
you need to you need to explain it to me and i'll leave it at that patrick beverly as astonishing as this is to say is the only starter that was in the plus side of the plus and minus he was at plus 16 that stat just became irrelevant tonight to me <laughs> so i'll leave that at that i am proud that the team stuck it out they played good team defense towards the end there indiana did make some bad choices but it was due to the fact that penetration was just not existent and they have to happen to finally stop hitting their shots from outside which hey it evened out i mean they were hitting everything the first three quarters so lebron james I said this on playback. I have, my heart is starting to really ache for him. He looks like a guy that is trying to carry equipment up a hill while everyone else is staring at him. That's what it is. And if I'm Rob and Jeannie and you, and, and LeBron has had an interview, I believe it was uh, after the last game. Uh, he wants to play a few more years. That's your sign, folks. Get this guy some help, please. Please get him some help. And please use your assets, use your expiring assets to get him some help. These games won't be 112-111. They'll be 112-100. And that's, that's, that's where I'll end that. Once again, the Lakers do sneak out a victory in Indiana, 112-111. Also here today to talk about today's game, a good man indeed. He's the madman for Toronto. He has gotten out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and laugh at Joe while he's ranting all game long on playback.tv. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, <laughs> Joe and I were laughing about how you came on today. You know what it sounded uh, like? It sounded like my dad, God rest his soul, when he would sit in his chair. You all, you, You'd be sitting there in silence and all of a sudden you hear a... <laughs> uh, Sean, we got much, we got much love for you, my friend. Much love. So glad to have you here, my friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, but tell me your thoughts on today's game. Very frustrating to watch. This was a game that the Lakers they would do some things to get them back really easily, and then they just make the dumbest mistakes and terrible defense to just let uh, and allow the Pacers to go on these runs, but it seemingly looked like all game long, like if the Lakers just focused for a three to five minute span, they could easily take this game. Now they didn't easily take this game, but they focused for just the enough to get them the victory. Gerald, uh, we're, we're both, uh, I believe big X-Files fans. Uh, do you remember the cigarette man? Yes. So, Yes. So if if you could picture the cigarette man watching the Lakers tonight, he would be chain smoking. As patient and, and as mercurial as an individual as a cigarette man was, he would be stressed about this. As long oh, as you know it. As much as Mr. Soro was. This wasn't like this wasn't a dog fight. This is dog you know what. That's what it was. What I was watching for the first about 42 minutes, that was what it was. A big pile of it just staring at you in the face. 
it took LeBron and AD getting pissed off enough and with enough time left that uh, they took care of business. But, you know, th- th- as much as we want to talk about that, that's that's also a credit to LeBron James's IQ. That he can pace himself and understand that, yeah, as Joe colorfully described a playback, which I won't repeat, but he's, sur- he's surrounded by talent. And the talent isn't really talented. And that's the big problem with LeBron. So he waited until the talent got him as far as they could in the fourth, and he decided to take over. And like Joe said, it was uh it was a crash course in bully ball. He got whatever he wanted down low. Whatever he wanted. And to a credit to him, you know, he he after the Mavs series, he understood his one flaw offensively was that he wasn't good enough in the post. And Kobe would joke kiddingly, of course, but to LeBron, uh, to uh, KD and LeBron both that they 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 just didn't have a post game. LeBron decided to uh, LeBron decided to follow in Kobe's footsteps, and he took took a few lessons from Akeem. And the lessons paid off because he's a very he's a very efficient post player. I wouldn't call him proficient. He's not. Uh, it's not like he goes down there and he he has a effective field goal of 80 percent anymore. But he can he can pretty much get what he wants when he's facing up. He's just got those broad shoulders. He's you might be taller than him, but you're not stronger than him. He's 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 still probably. Outside, probably outside of Giannis, he's still probably. I would still put him as one of the strongest players in the NBA. So that that was effective. Uh, we got the win. Uh, like Dabo Sweeney says, you got to enjoy the wins. So let's enjoy it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. The Lakers did sneak out a victory, 112 to 111. Shout out to Eddie in Istanbul for watching us right here at the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate everyone from all around the world to go ahead and take us in as part of the Lakers fast break. And 
Wouldn't you know, we have a great return today on tap. I hope he can hear us. It is a good man indeed. He is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, we can definitely hear you. How does a game like today really test your, your patience with ultimately the Lakers coming out on top? With eight seconds left, I had to put the game on pause because I had to take care of some family business. Primarily, I'm my, my wife's cabana boy, so she was finishing her shower, and I had to be there with my towel, my heated towel and everything. So I came back to watch the last, last eight seconds, and um, it's always a mistake, man, to throw the ball in the corner. It's the one place where you can where you can really force a guy to take a bad shot. So um, it was a good win for the Lakers. Um, but but really, we you know we aren't seeing the Anthony Davis that we really need to see in order to believe that we can win the championship. He hasn't returned yet, you know. Uh, and our you know we still have that same tendency to miss free throws down the stretch to to make bad plays and so forth. So. Um, you know, the only good thing is that there are so many teams that are in that same little bubble of, you know, 24 to 28 losses that they end up having to play each other a lot, which means that it's really hard to, for somebody to break out, you know, but out of 10 teams, two or three of them are going to start breaking out and the Lakers better be one of them, you know, at least, at least a win by one game is still a win. So, you know, I'll take it. We'll take it any way we can get it. And there is a question for you from Gotta Be The Shoes here. I'll ask you in a second next time around. I want you to think about it. Your thoughts on the refs, especially after what happened in Boston. But hold that thought. We're going to hit the Joe okay. next. I do want to give a shout out to John in Australia on Facebook. Thanks so much for being part of what we do. If you haven't liked us already, please like us on Facebook. Subscribe today on YouTube if you haven't. Everyone else out there. Please, it is truly appreciated everywhere around the world that wants to be a part of the Lakers Fast Break. The best chat room that's out there right there at the Lakers Fast Break. So Turkey, shout out. Istanbul, shout out uh, for in Turkey. And then also Australia as well. Shout out to them as well. John, thanks so much. Ben, again, everybody from all around the world that listens to us or watches us, thanks so much. It is truly a blessing for you to go ahead and be part of the Lakers Fast Break. Laker Tom is back. Everything is now really good. We're approaching 500. We're three games out. We're still in the thick of it right there in the Western Conference. I'll update everybody on that in a second, along with asking Laker Tom on the refs. But, Joe, I want to hear your thoughts. Again, this team, when it's all together, it still hasn't gelled yet. We obviously saw for a good portion of the game it hasn't gelled, especially on the defensive end. But do you think that you know once we get everybody back, we get Reeves back, we get a healthy lineup. We can get the rotations a little bit more skewed, a little bit better managed because I still think there's some issues there. Too many small lineups still. We're still running those out there. Plus the fact that I think LeBron and AD's minutes still need to be staggered a little bit more. But once we get these little things worked out, do you think the Lakers can go on a run? Negative. As long as uh, Russell Westbrook is on this team and uh, <laughs> Beverly – has his moments, uh, but there's too much clankiness between those two. There needs to be uh, – they need to get two more players in here that they know they can rely on so that LeBron can get some rest, so that AD doesn't have to kill himself on the defensive end covering up mistakes. Uh, as far as Lonnie Walker and Reeves and uh, 
Rui, I mean, let 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 let's develop something there where those guys are doing uh, the good job every every game, one or the other. But the Lakers are desperate, desperate to get rid of a couple of these guys and get a couple guys that can actually be consistently rolled in this thing. Otherwise, LeBron has to go down low and play bully ball from underneath the rim, which is what he did. That's why guys like Wenyon and, and Bryant were obsolete to this thing because it, they, they wouldn't have benefited in any way. And they weren't when they – or at least uh, Bryant wasn't when when he was playing. He, they were struggling. He, he he is challenged on the defensive end, and he can't he can't be a part of the team guarding athletic players, which is what Indiana has a lot of. So the Lakers need to absolutely need to in a week get a couple guys, or this is exactly what we're going to watch the rest of the year. The what we can hope for is that we, we can hope that LeBron and AD don't die, and we can then yeah. Well, we'll be competitive because they're that good. But for us to have a run, to actually have a shot, absolutely not. We have to bring help. And I am seriously, in every game it seems like I am in complete depression for or for LeBron. I feel really bad for him. He looks like a guy that is just begging, begging for something besides him doing everything. So, Rob, get off your freaking ass and do something here. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself. Sean, I will say, though, when the Lakers, you know, they seem to, again, focus, I think, is an issue. I think tonight, even though I'm not as high on them as other people are in our chat, and I've actually reached out and spoken to people off and on air in regards to this, Wendy Gabriel could have given the team, I think, a little bit of a lift as far as energy Mm -hmm. and that third and fourth quarter when they I think they kind of needed it but still even without that kind of energy which Thomas Bryant provided at times still I think that the the rotations are not quite down yet I think still too much Russell Westbrook as we saw tonight when he's not feeling it when he's not giving you what you need why the need to keep out him out there playing because he can really make things harder for your team Yes, he makes things very difficult. And um, when he's not uh, being efficient with his shot and his assist-to-turnover ratio, he's usually either looking at the fashion in the crowd, not paying attention on defense, or thinking about his next uh, movie or documentary. Um, It seems like he just he completely zones out on defense. And I don't mean that uh, as a compliment. <laughs> um, I'm really confused why Darvin Ham didn't decide to go back to the big lineup because I think you wouldn't have been down by 13 at half had you put Troy Brown in the starting lineup bring Pat Beverly off the bench like everybody wants you to do. Nobody thinks Pat Beverly is a starter anymore in the NBA. He's not. He's not. This this dude is cooked. He is he is cooked. He 
does not provide the same level of benefits, let's say, we'll use a generous term, benefits, either offensively or defensively anymore because he can't keep anyone in front of him anymore. And because of that, if you are a pest and you don't have any skills outside of that from a defensive perspective, then you get exposed quickly. And it happens fast. That regression from being a a pest and effective defender to being cooked and everybody just licking their chops at you because you're basically your Bugs Bunny and they're the bull. Remember that cartoon, Gerald? Oh, I do indeed. Yes. Every time somebody sees Pat Beverly on them, I get that image of just the bull just running up behind Bugs Bunny and just giving it to him. (laughs) That's one way to say it. Uh, Laker Tom wanted to ask you a couple things. Uh, First up is the refs. I know that's something that was stressed today. There was a couple calls that were uh, kind of rough. LeBron only got to the free throw line very late in the game, which, you know, he was inside most of the game, which is really hard to do to not foul LeBron when he's inside most of the game and get virtually no free throws. Your thoughts, after, especially after what happened in Boston, the thoughts on the refing this year. I know we've discussed it at length on this show, but I know that the crowd wants to hear your thoughts. Plus, then I've got a trade comment I think that was made for you as well. You know, it's kind of ironic. It's sort of like Rob Polinka's situation. You know, they, they have the worst refereeing you've ever seen. And, and a part of it is because there's a lot of new referees. But then they just signed a new contract with the guys with no new requirements of, of any, you know, responsibility or. You mean with the union, correct? With the, with the union, with this, with it's the new CBA for them. Their collective bargaining agreement with the NBA. They signed, they signed the agreement. And of course there's no changes in any of the things that are required from the referees. The irony of the whole situation is definitely the Lakers lost four games and should be 28 and 24 instead of 24 and 28. I mean, that's the difference between 13th and like fifth. (laughs) But the irony is that somebody did what I was thinking of doing, but was too lazy to do, which is to go back through all of the league's two minute last two minute reports and calculate which teams benefited and which teams didn't. And the Lakers generally turned out to be the team that benefited more than I think they were the second best, most calls in favor of us um, in the last two minutes. So, um, I think a lot of it too goes to a couple of things that they need to change in the rules. Simply, they need to allow you to keep your challenge if you if it's successful, so that you don't lose that. Or they need to turn it into being sort of like the NFL does, where if you lose a challenge, you lose a timeout. You know, but they need to keep that open. And then, secondly, in the last two minutes of a game, if there's any play that is controversial or that that could have been called wrong or that that just needs to be reviewed in order to get it correct then i say let's stop the game and review it and get it correct because these games are all coming down to this it's not just the lakers it's every team around there and part of it is part of it is parody and part of it is poor refereeing and part of it is just you know the chaos that that you're seeing in the in the league right now with how athletic the players are getting and how hard it is to make some of these calls 
I do think that there are certain referees who are biased against certain teams. And basically, you know, you see in baseball, at least that they can, they can pretty well tell. And they're going to tell the audience that this, this, this referee or this umpire is a pitcher friendly umpire or a hitter friendly umpire. seems like every team we face is an anti Lakers referee. Um, and, and a big part of it is probably LeBron, you know, it's, it's kind of like Shaq. That's a foul on everybody else, but it shouldn't be a foul on Shaq. It shouldn't be a foul on LeBron because he doesn't even feel it. And that's true of a lot of the things that, that probably, a you know, 160 pound guy like uh, Trey Young would, you know, would really jolt him out of his and, and affect his shot. Probably doesn't affect LeBron, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, he, he, how can you have the most attempts at the rim of anybody and be like sixth or seventh of the number of people, number of free throws that you're awarded? So the refereeing sucks. And, and Joe, I just, you know, I just, they shouldn't have got a new contract the same way as Rob Lilinka shouldn't have got a new contract. There you well go. Said, Tom. Well yes. said, Tom. Good to have you back. Absolutely. Good to have you back. And the second and, part. And of, I, ju- oh, I just want to add, add, add to what Tom was saying, Gerald. Let, let's be honest about something, okay? Look, LeBron's 38. He's not 23 or 24 anymore. So we can't expect them to have the kind of drive to the basket numbers that Shea Gilgis Gilgis Alexander has, or John Morant has, or even Trey Young. But he hasn't fallen off a cliff either, my friend. His his drive his drives to the basket now are very deliberate, very tactful. It, it, he he can't he can't go all out assault like he used to, and. He used to average anywhere from eight and a half free throws to about 15. And now he barely, he could barely average like maybe on a good night, he'll get seven to eight. You know, the difference is those, the thing that I see happening all the time now is that when a player is driving to the basket with his right hand on a dribble going down the middle, the, the play everybody's doing now is the, is the crossover Euro step. To the left, you know, and you you get your defender moving and you bang into him and it's contact, but the defender's not in the right position. And it's a foul for everybody else but LeBron James. You know, I watched I watched uh, the guy from from the the Knicks, their their new their new point guard. Um he's just that call. He must have got that call at least five times. Ural step into the boom, bumps into him. There's a shot. It's a foul. And one most of the time. So part of it is with LeBron, when that happens, it's just they never call that for him. He doesn't get those little touches because he's such a big guy. Uh, I, I can't agree with you more on that one because it looks like it's always going to be that way, especially now. I, I hear the word he's 38 from Derpy Entertainment. He's 38 and doesn't get respect for his calls anymore. Uh, he's gotten a, a lot of disrespect on his calls, but yeah, it seems like as he's gone on in his career, he's still driving the lane, as Zanger Sign said, uh, what, in top three in the NBA and drives, and yet gets fewer and fewer calls. With no spacing, that. I would add. Yeah, with driving no spacing. With no spacing, you're just going into a crowd. Uh, Devotion, I'll hit that question up for Tom in a second. The next question for Tom, because he's back on the show. I know a lot of people are asking him questions. Second question is on the trade deadline. I know Gary Trent and, and Toronto, half Toronto's team has been on the trading block as far as everybody's been talking about. 
but also Zach Levine has been a big name that's mentioned. And you and I both know the Lakers love big names, especially mm-hmm. ones that played in Los Angeles, played in UCLA. Uh, he a crack cocaine. Yeah, I know. Um, you and I originally talked about this. You made a proposal, one of your many trade proposals. Actually, this wasn't as crazy as, as normal. This one actually, but people were actually talking, going back and forth on it. This was a Zach Levine trade that you had in mind. And somebody went off on you. And I interjected <laughs> and I said, okay. But how about this? Try it from this way. And they said, oh, you'll never, never trade Pat Will. Well, okay, then you keep <laughs> Zach Levine and his creaky knees and his end of the contract $50 million a year. But if the Lakers trade for Zach Levine, I had proposed uh, Zach Levine, Io Desumu, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams. That gets you size, shooting, and some defense along with Zach Levine. You give up Russell Westbrook. I think you give up Walker, so you still have Beverly to trade his contract, but you also give up the first. Uh, I, I know you you hearted it at the time, but I, I they wanted you to elaborate more on if you liked it or not. The, the, I, hate, I hate I hate any trade with Chicago, even the ones even the ones that would bring back Alex Caruso, um, primarily because I, you know, every time you try to do two things at once, you end up doing neither one of them good enough. And we're trying to win now and win for the future. And I think the Lakers have at least done a good job of of understanding that LeBron's probably going to be here for three more years at least, maybe four or five years, okay? So you're building the team to get to that point in time where in the next, let's say, four years counting this year, you're going to win some championships. So you need to go for players who are going to do that. And you have two of what could be the most valuable draft picks that are in the entire market right now, which is a post LeBron James unprotected first round pick in 2027 and 29. Now, if you turn those into just regular protected picks, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're nice picks, but they ain't going to get you what the unprotected picks would get. And there's some players to be gotten. I wouldn't make any trade without first exhausting everything I could do to get everybody I could from the Raptors. They have the size and the players that we want. Right now, I think we have a front court that's pretty well set, in my opinion. I like Hachimura. I think he's great. I think he can play the three. He'll get beat by fast guys, but we got a rim protector back there with Davis. (laughs) And I think also that you got those three guys as starters. What you need to focus on now is the backcourt because our backcourt sucks. They can't stay in front of anybody. <laughs> they, they're low in the number of steals they make. They're low in the number of blocks they make. Neither, they can't shoot that well. They're, they're guards that basically, I can't remember <laughs> who said it earlier, that they shouldn't be starting and definitely not for a championship caliber team or a team that aspires to be a championship caliber team. So Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. and Frank so Tom, Tom do you think Rui should start? Pardon? Do you think Rui should start? Yes, I do. I think I think Gerald size thing. He gives us he gives us great size, and there'll be instances where blocks. You know, his seven two wingspan, he can be beat because he's slow. You know, mm-hmm. you can't play him yep. and Thomas Bryant in the same lineup, for example. No, that's correct. Because you got two two guys that are just really behemoths. They're, they just, they they aren't quick. But he's got a seven two wingspan and he can jump. And he's six eight. 
So he can play off of guys and he can still affect their shot and make them shoot higher and, and he can block some shots. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he's, you know, it's, it's crazy, but you, you heard that Phil Handy compared him to Kawhi. And I heard somebody else do that the other day. His, he has an Kawhi like ability to get off mid range shots and, and to shoot the three. Um, unfortunately he can't play defense like Kawhi did or so that kills that comparison, but no, I do like Rui. I like him. I, I think his size is really important. I think that, uh, he's, he's, you know, he, he, he fits everything you want. He's sort of a compromise, if you will, between getting the six, seven type guy, who's a really quick six, 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 seven guy to play your wing versus a bigger guy. Um, and it, and it, it helps a little bit because when AD is at the five and LeBron's at the four, they don't have positional size advantage. They're playing against guys the same size. It's not if they go down to the four and the three, then they really have an advantage over people, which is why if you, that's why they should have traded for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, you know, at the start of the, at, before training camp, because we saw tonight what that would have meant. Then you got real positional size. If you got somebody in at the center position like Turner, um, but at any rate, I, 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 it's the guards. We need a new point guard. You can't, you can't, the thing that's good is you're hearing, and this is promising, Joe, that all of the focus is what can we get for Beverly and Westbrook? Because those are the two guys that you got to get out of the lineup because they're the, two, they're the two chaos agents. You cannot have a disciplined team that knows what to do and that responds intelligently and consistent at the end of games or in the playoffs if you have Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly as two of the wild cards that are can explode at any point in time in any game. And they do. Yes. 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 And tonight was can I have them be your, your guards tonight was and Patrick Beverly is better. I mean, and Dennis Schroeder is better as a backup guard. He's the one that should replace Russ on the bench. So you go out and you get a starting guard, a point guard, and you get a starting shooting guard, both of whom can play defense. Those are two guys who are plus defenders. They're two guys who average 1.7 steals per game. Uh, Van Fleet actually averages 0.4 blocks per game, which is incredible for a 6'1 player. So he's a guy who plays defense above his size. Those are the kinds of those two players, you put those two players and make a trade for them, and you have a team that can really compete for a championship. And I like the signs that everything says that we're looking in that direction. We're trying to do something like that. And there's a few other combinations that could work like that. They would they would make that deal if you uh, if you gave the two unprotected picks to them they would make that deal like that. I would think Van they Fleet, would because Van those... Fleet Van Fleet Siakam two first unprotected picks they'd make that trade like that. Well, I I I'd love to get Siakam, but I'm I want Fred Van Fleet and Gary Van, and Gary Trent Jr. I want their two guards because they're both free agents. They're both. You know, as long as the Lakers have the ability, not the, the problem. The problem. The problem is the problem is if you're going to deal with the Raptors, they're not looking for picks. They're looking for talent. They need to surround Scotty Barnes with talent. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a variation of a trade that I there's a three there's a three team trade that works really sweetly with these guys. And one of the things that I just did recently is I got so many complaints from 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 the Raptors fans and other fans on Twitter that 
this this trade had like over ten thousand hits, and, and and so I switched it around and I gave them something. I gave up two players, young players, in order to make the trade sweeter for them. And the young players actually were Christy, Christy, and and uh, Reeves, and Reeves. <laughs> um, which I'd give up if I had to in that particular situation because you just get so much more defense, so much more perimeter defense, so much more volume three-point shooting. I mean, both of these guys average are averaging over eight attempts a game from the three-point line. When a guy shoots eight attempts, that means he makes three or four shots. Three or four shots is nine to 12 points. You don't game plan for a guy who takes one, takes three or four threes and makes one or two a game. You don't even care about that. Nobody's going to really stick to him like glue. He doesn't have any three-point gravity. He doesn't attract defenders. But you put a guy out there who's going to take eight a game, which means that some games he's taking 10 and 12, you know that you got to stay on that guy, especially if you're somebody who can shoot, a buddy healed, or you know a player who's really got a reputation. And if you look at the volume shooters, they all shoot a pretty good percentage because coaches wouldn't let them shoot that many if they weren't at least hitting a pretty good number of them. So I think I think our focus on our focus is looking right. I like everything that the front office is doing. I thought they did a great job on the Hachimuri trade, and uh, I just hope they can make the right trade. What about Darvin Ham? Your thoughts on Darvin Ham updated since the last time we spoke about a well? I give him huge credit for getting Russ book Russ to play off of the bench. I give him huge credit for. For getting AD to play the way he was playing before he got injured, um, and I do think that the rest of the players on the team, we have a we have a staff that lacks somebody who's got big time NBA experience in game in game adjustments and things like that, um, and we're getting killed by that and some of the rotations. But the player development aspect of that staff, which has got three or four guys who are player development experts. Has been good because that's why Walker's been done. That's why Reeves is done. That's why you see Christie developing. They've done a good job from that standpoint. However, we really made a mistake by not requiring him to get at least a veteran head coach as as his lead assistant. You know who could who could say, "Hey, wait a minute, wait, wait, Darvin, think about this." You know, because we made some mistakes and he used to learn. You know, like the last game before this game, he lost. He for three and a half, three and a half minutes and one and a half, three point one minutes and one and a half minutes, he played without LeBron and AD and lost eighteen points. They were the worst five man lineups on the team, and he did it today to start the fourth quarter. And I just, you know, you got to stagger. I think you said it earlier, Gerald. You got to stagger AD and LeBron so one of them's on the floor all the time. You can't count on Russ being one of those guys. I agree. That, I mean, that, that's. You know, it, it was obvious. You saw in the first half. The mini lineups, come on. Darwin, wake up, you know? And and basically, he, he's got the Everly. He's got the, the Beverly is somehow given Ham the same disease that that uh, that our previous coach had, you know, with with a guard. There's certain players that just. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. Yeah, yeah, you can't get him out of the lineup. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's how do you, how do you replace? Trade him. But I think the thing is, you know, we had the discussion about the Lakers. Basically, I went through and I looked at the, I did a, I did a bunch of studying on how many games we'd have to win. 
right now, everybody who's in the play-in tournament is pretty much positive. So there's even the teams that struggle a little bit are probably, we're going to have to have a positive record to, to get in there. And we're probably going to have to win 21 of the, of the last 30 games, or excuse me, 20 of the last 29 games in order to get in there. So, I mean, we got to win like eight out of 10 games, eight or seven or eight out of every 10 games to make the play in tournament and have a shot at maybe getting, you know, six, number six. <laughs> Once again, this is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do escape Indiana with a 112 to 111 victory. I believe you're right, Kyle. I, I read the, the tweet from Kyle Goon a little bit incorrectly. He did have a, uh, Austin Reeves did have a February 2nd reevaluation on his hamstring injury. Uh, they were projecting that it was at the time he made the tweet before then it was going to be three games. So that would target possibly at when they return back to the crypt next week, as far as him coming back early next week. So looking forward to getting him back maybe as early as after the game. All right. All right. Um, I got sorrow to laugh. I got sorrow go. to laugh at that. So now we, we definitely, we definitely have a nickname for Rob. Now we definitely have a nickname for him. It's it's Rob Knob on the job, Polinka. <laughs> there you go. All right, we found something for him indeed. But Joe, uh, you've been very uh, active, I should say, for lack of a better term, on the chat room as far as the best Lakers <laughs> chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But with Rob, with one week to go, I think he needs to give this team something because we clearly saw some issues. The Lakers had to. So much to overcome on tonight to get the victory. If they do make some tweaks to the roster, they can make things so much easier for LeBron and AD that they don't have to have these spectacular games in order to get the victory each and every time. I'm starting to think that this is really getting – if they don't do anything this trade deadline, it's – it's it's. No, we're dead. We're dead. We're, we're dead, 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 and it's we're, only about the money. Yeah. Because it can't be for 27-29. It just can't be. That doesn't make any sense. Especially yeah, now. It can't, it can't be about the money either because the simple truth is that if you trade Beverly and – and I did this on several different trades. If you trade Beverly and um, Westbrook but just take back 23 or $24 million less than their combined salaries, which you can do by trading with people like the – like the or like the Spurs, who who are below the the salary cap, below the salary cap, you can actually get underneath the luxury tax and avoid the repeater tax, while also adding Gary Trent Jr. and Frank and Fred Van Fleet, Let's do it. and giving a raise to Austin Reeves and keeping you know, you won't keep Thomas Bryant, but you can probably even hard cap yourself. And go out and spend eleven million dollars MLE and get the biennial thing. The whole thing is just—it's just managing your money, because they could take twenty-five percent less of what they send out, and they got—they got forty-seven. That's sixty million dollars. Throw Walker in there, you got sixty-five million dollars to send out. Thanks yeah, so much the, to uh, Chico2023, who just followed us and is now a follower for us on Twitch. So thank you so much for doing that. Go ahead, John. Sorry. You know, this single plays, single uh, activities that have drained us from, let's say, today. There was a 
you know, factoring in the, the officiating, you know, that call against uh, Patrick Beverly. Now it went in our favor, but it only went into our favor because we were able to score after that. But had we not, that would have been a, a huge loss in terms of that play, because if you don't call that foul, which it wasn't, yeah, he gets the ball, he gets to the hoop, and he and he makes the layup, right? And you should, those, have to, you should not have to protest a call like that in the last two minutes of. And game. then, and then, what makes it worse is he turns into a jumping jack, slapjack, going nuts like he just lost a million dollars. Like, dude, okay, we are up. We're frustrated for I'm you. Surprised you didn't get a but, technical. Yeah, exactly. Stop acting like a. 10 year old who didn't get candy like seriously enough already we know we're with you let us do that we're in a room somewhere in the middle of nowhere we're not going to get caught be it just let it go and that is the part that has been really irritating me with Darvin Ham is he doesn't have control of his team's emotion you can at least do that Grab the guy if you have to. Yeah. You know, you'll be on Sports Center. Everyone will be like, what's going on in the locker room? All that horse crap. But you're going to say, may, this team may need his passion. You need, I understand the passion, but you can't bring a camera on the floor and get a tech in a game where you need every point. And at this point, the reason why this one worked is because they were able to score. And they just happened to not call a foul because probably they were trying to say, hey, you know what? He's kind of right. Yeah. We're not going to call still him. Playing, we still play too dumb at the end of the games, man. But if it was Scott Foster, it might, he might have called it for all we know, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm tired of this nonsense. Be a professional. Yeah, have they, both emotion. Need, they both need to be traded. We, they, not, they need to go. I'm much, sorry. They need to go. Too much and, up and drama, man. It's just yeah. too much LeBron up and is, drama. LeBron is, dude, LeBron is playing another three years at the least. Get him help. Let's get another title. He needs one more title on this team. He needs one more title to just, I mean, just his Laker career is an absolute success. I mean, it's still a success to some degree. He's got one, but you're missing out here. You're missing out on that guy. I was watching him play two tonight. More. Two more. I, I would love two more. Yes, I, I agree, Tom, 100% on that one. <laughs> I want help the man. Help Let's him. Let's get some distance on Boston. Jesus, help him. For God's sakes, He's he was down low the whole night tonight. And if he didn't do that, we would have lost. 100% we would have lost. 100%. But I, could I, think... I could still envision a Boston Lakers championship series this year. But I want to say with, with LeBron, you know, we question him as far as in those closing moments, as far as the choices that he makes. But, Joe, well, you saw. Two the other day were terrible. <laughs> but you saw Laker Tom. Was great. But you saw Laker Tom today he recognized what was not working for the team and chose to go ahead and choose a different path than what he normally does because he's usually the one driving the ball in the lane. Right. Today was more about, okay, get the ball to me down in the post. Time in and time again. And Pacers had no answer for them. So, Sean, yeah. I'm going to hit you up with this. I mean, when we, we all give LeBron crap, you know, when he makes those mistakes down the clutch and that he should do the things more like he did in Boston when he did take it all the way to the hole last second, no complaints from him on that. But he, for every time he does that, we've seen so many frustrating moments with LeBron. But you got to understand there are times like this when we realize what a, a amazing basketball IQ he really has in recognizing 
what the Lakers need and when they need it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, Gerald. It's it's almost as if he can he can look at a blank canvas and decide what what it's gonna look like, um, or he's uh, like a great photographer and he sees what he wants to to photograph in the in the foreground, but he pays attention to what's going on in the background as well. He has that both right and see, Gerald. LeBron's sort of like to me he's just he's a different kind of IQ basketball player it's just so you have a left side of your brain and you have a right side of your brain one side is more logical and the other side is more creative he finds a way to blend those two to blend them it, it's it's very different it's it's a very different kind of IQ one thing that has separated as a facilitator, say as Magic from LeBron is when Magic said that he was he had the ball and he was going full speed down the court, he often he spoke about it. He didn't even know what he was gonna do. He didn't know whether he was gonna go up for a layup. He didn't know whether he was gonna dish it to Kareem or a big game under the basket or dish it back out to Norm Nixon or on a trailer like uh, Kurt Rambis or Mark Landsberger. But LeBron is very tactful, very deliberate. He knows what he wants to do. It's um, it's it's I've often talked about how he, he often plays the point guard position, like a quarterback in football. He, he relies on reads and instincts and he could do that more effectively than others is because it's not instinctual. It's it's not an instinctual gift. People get that confused, right? It's it's so as an example, if you took every goal Wayne Gretzky ever scored in the NHL and took it away, he would still lead the NHL all time in points. He ever he had over two thousand assists. Now the reason I say that is because the difference is Gretzky said it, LeBron said it, Kobe said it. It's film. It's watching and and dissecting film and having that Kodak photographic memory and understanding positionally where people are and what they could do, what their strengths are. That's why we often talk about LeBron being a Mozart on the court. He he's he is. He is an orchestrator. He could control the strings. He could control the brass. He could control the drums. He just knows where to put people in positions where you get the best shot possible. That's why, to me, I I, I call him Amadeus because he's just to me he's just it's a symphony with him out there when he's when he's at his best. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, 
there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do sneak by for a 112 to 111 victory. The Lakers are now 25 and 28. They move into 12th place in the Western Conference. And with New Orleans down by, I think 25 was the last time I checked. It's really kind of funny how this could be where the Lakers <laughs> and the irony of all irony, New Orleans Pelicans, they could be very much within what one game or one and a half games of each other by the end of this evening, which would be hilarious if that's the case. Because of hey, hey, New game. Orleans, hey, how do you like your pick now? How Actually, you, if they lose like tonight, Sean, if they lose tonight, the Lakers will be one game behind them. That's in incredible. The Conference. That's incredible. So we'll still swap. We'll still swap. When, that, when that happens, Gerald, <laughs> please tune in to all my social media feeds. Because I will be trolling them hard. I will be trolling them so hard. I it this will be like three hundred. Well, how many ca- games have they lost? How many care. games in a row have they lost now? Yeah, I don't care how big their social media games in a row is. or something. This is this is yep. about to be a three. They're one and nine moment. in their last ten. Just to let one you know, one and nine, yeah. one and nine. Yeah, they're, they lost they're leaking, nine. They've lost nine in a row. This will be bad. ten tonight. They're leaking <laughs> oil really bad. Oh, and they're not leaking oil. They're and then that's the last. Is well, that the, the last? The cars broken down. Day, that's the last game before the trade deadline, because the trade deadline is at noon, on the ninth. Yep. Well, that'd be very interesting to see if that happens. But the Lakers are within shouting distance of the. What do you plane. think Rob's gonna do? We don't have any faith in Rob. You know, after seeing you, well, stress of course out, we don't have any faith in Rob. This is like asking what the Easter Bunny's gonna do. For Santa Tom, Claus after, after stressing out with you for five hours, five hours total combined. I almost don't want to do it, Gerald, just because every every time we've done it, it's been a dodo dud. And, and and you've turned red in the face each and every time. So yeah, I know. Well, that's, that's Adam Silver's fault. That's Adam Silver's fault. He made the regular season worthless when he did the play-in, and he's making free agency worthless, which is. What's going on here? We're, we're not even excited anymore about the trade deadline. That was the second best part of the NBA. I should say. It was say juicy. It was juicy. It, it, no it, juice. it, we were excited. Like there was There's stuff no going juice on. anymore. But right you know, now it's that, like. Every team seems to have good players now. Every team's got a couple of guys who can really ball. I mean, you notice that? Yeah. It's not like yeah. there's a lot of easy teams. No. Parody has it's arrived parody. for it's, the NBA. It's crazy parody, man. Well, hopefully we can uh, rise above that parody with some good wins yeah. and also maybe some trades. But I, I don't have any faith in Rob. I, I just don't. I think there's a, a long line of mistrust. I think in our audience, there's a long line of mistrust when it comes to Rob Palenka. So I know Rob has already started. But as I said uh, when we did, and they did the Rui Hashimura trade. I said, if this is all you're going to get, if this is the haul before the trade deadline, then it's a failed trade deadline because yes, Rui Hashimura does not make a good trade deadline for you. It has to be something more, something more substantial. All respect. Our backcourt, to Rui. Is, our backcourt needs to be upgraded. Yeah, we upgrade the backcourt. We can we can be a player. Yeah, and we I, the, the four things we need are a new point, a starting point guard and a starting shooting guard, a backup wing who can defend, 
the big guy, like six, seven, six, eight, and a backup center who can block shots and protect the rim when AD is not on the court. Get those four guys, you're going to win a championship. It would certainly put him in a position to be a great contender. I agree with you on that. But well, we'll see. just just remember one thing about Rob Polinka. Just remember one thing about him. If Kobe liked him for nothing. If nothing else, when he acquired Reggie Bullock and Mike Muscala, he compared them acquiring <laughs> those two players as to what Julian Edelman meant to the New England Patriots. Right. Yeah. Well, that was the most one of the most absurd quotes I've ever heard from an executive. He's, in any he's like sport. totally stoned when he goes into these religious in any sport. parables and stuff. Man. I <laughs> in mean, any sport. It's just too much, you know. Pass the dochi on the left hand side. Yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that was a great song, Cheryl. But but you know, listen, Rob is Rob is two trades away from being an idiot or a genius. Agree. Well, yeah. And the problem is. There's two trades, which means he could do a genius trade and an idiot trade that canceled out. Yes. Makes now, sense. If I was... you, got, you got Westbrook and Beverly on your team. That's what they do best. Yeah, but now, if... after one trade, there's a Westbrook trade and there's a Beverly. I think here's the big key. All the entire season, people have said, here's what you got to do. If you get a good player, you got to give us a pick. And if you give us Westbrook, you got to give us a pick. So if we want to get two good players back, we got to give them three picks. Well, we ain't got three picks. Now, though, Westbrook is on sale. It's a half price. You know, you, so that's that helps it out. So now you hopefully you split them up and you tell everybody nobody's going to get two picks, which is what we've done. So we go for a one pick trade over here and a one pick trade over here. One pick is, you know, Beverly and Walker because you don't want to lose them for nothing like we like we lost. Uh, Monk last year, you put those two together. Plus, let's get rid of uh, uh, Damian Jones. You know those two together. Those three together will get you a twenty million dollar guy. So that's one of that's one of the guys. And then the other one is Russ, but he's forty seven million man. So you got to take back a bunch of stuff. You know, so maybe uh, you maybe you go for, you know, you go for Fred Van Fleet, and, and you got to give him. You got to take back maybe Boucher. That's not a bad trade. Take that. I love I love your I love your optimism, Tom. I love it. it it's it's amazing. Well, I'm over two the last two trade deadlines, I, just, I, I think with a week to go, unless somebody suffers like some, and I'm not not wishing it. I just don't want a Chicago I, trade, yeah. man. I just don't want Zach Levine. No, to Zach Levine. No. Man, no, a guy who no, doesn't no, play defense no. at all. No, 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 no. And his injury could makes put. $50 million in a couple of years. That's not what we need, man. I didn't say that. I, I didn't say for the fact that I like no, I know trade. that, Gerald. Gerald. I, but I you know, know the Lakers trade. are infatuated with oh, big yeah. games. Yeah, yeah you, you think that it's, as I said before, it, superstars are crack cocaine to Jeannie and Rob. I could see them both sitting there at the table just snorting lines lines of this stuff saying here's a zach levine line here's one for bradley beal I'm i was gonna, gonna snort, say that to, i'm gonna i'm gonna snort up uh you know uh, i was gonna say that to sean i said you know what if it was not past the doce on the left hand side what if it was white lines blow away that old song as well white lines or it's, or it's, or it's called on the street white pony 
there you go oh my gosh all right <laughs> getting off the hard drugs that is the lakers fast break thanks so much for watching and listening please go ahead and check out laker tom's thoughts each and every time out as the number one lakers blogger today along with him and jamie sweet at lakerholics.com you know joe way far in the distance there he is also at lakersball.com go ahead and check out joe today at lakersball.com and of course simblades.com and check out joe sean laker tom hopefully we can get internet working up for the for the playback i i saw him he tried to make it today and we were happy that he was there and can't get away to get him back for the games also nick molina big shout out to him forever laker 24 devotion everybody that was part of our big coverage tonight on on playback.tv slash lakers fast break but if you have a question for us always lakers fast break we have to get our social media to the five thousand users who are watching us on courtside lakers on instagram big hello and please like and subscribe as well but joe any last thoughts our show tomorrow we're gonna do a quick little show tomorrow i'm hoping if everything works out it's lakers trivia time finally got a, a a date that we're gonna go ahead and talk some trivia lakers trivia matchup between sean joe uh also I heard Elrobs may be showing as well. You know, Laker Tom might be interested in hearing some thoughts on that as far as Lakers trivia. You know, maybe he wants to be a part of it too. He's always welcome tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, just for a half hour. We're going to see how it goes. But any last thoughts, Joe, on the game or what's coming up ahead for the Lakers before we head on out? Let's win Saturday and let's win Tuesday. Uh, you have a day off, LeBron and AD will likely play, from what I'm hearing, on Saturday. And then they're going to have two days off before they face Oklahoma City. So they have a very good chance at being one game. And some new additions on the team. Yes, one game away from 500, which means you got to beat you got to beat the Bucks at home before you face Golden State at Chase Arena. On, a, on the 11th of Saturday. Now, um, yeah, the 11th. statement games. There's, there's, there's some, and they're going to need a boost. Uh, I think trading deadline, we probably won't have the guys play uh, against Milwaukee, likely. Yeah. Uh, maybe not even against Golden State. So Portland on Monday the 13th would be likely when those guys would play. And then they can they play Portland in Portland. Uh, LeBron seems to play well in Portland uh, for some reason, so I'm not going to count that out. It's been a while since we beat Portland twice. At, can, in Portland. can we actually not be down by 25 this time? You know what I think it is? I, I, I've always had this theory. I, I think it's he he always wants to put on for the Nike executives. Uh, hmm. He always wants to put on for them. Very good. That's there very is a sweet. relationship there. Yep. <laughs> no doubt very about sweet. it. Uh, but thanks again, everybody, for watching this thing. For Laker Tom, Magic Man, Sean Grice, please go ahead and support them every time they're on the podcast. Truly th- not thank you enough. And then, of course, Joe Soro and myself as well. If you have any questions, you know, I always put us last, Joe. But chance <laughs> if you have any thoughts, even when we're off the air, we try to answer them as best we can as Joe fades into the distance right there for you. It is Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or Lakers Fast Break wherever you get your social media. So, Johnny 2K6, so LeBron is two games away from passing Kareem. Guys, you think he's two games away? Yes, I think he breaks it uh, in Oklahoma City. Didn't someone say yesterday that it was, or on, uh, yeah, on uh, at the Nick after Isn't that game a home game? No, no it's, it's on the in road. Oklahoma City. Oh, is it Oklahoma City? 
Yeah, and they said uh, tickets are going as high as seventy five hundred dollars. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I've <laughs> I, I lived I lived in a place like that. Unfortunately. Oh, and... it is at home. It is at home. It is at home. It is at home. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Z. Thank you, Z. That's where you wanted it yeah. to be. Oh, is it? Wait, hold on. I will check to verify because now Zangerstein. Come on, man. We need to know this now. Yeah, no, I don't on. think so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's the home yeah. game. It's a five-game road trip. It ends tonight. Yeah, that's true. What are you, what are you talking true. about? That's true. You no, know, uh, Tom is right. It. Uh, yeah. They do end well, Thunder out Lakers. Five game home trip. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. the home game. Saturday yes, is yes. the last game. So at the crypt, he could break the record. That's true. That's right. Absolutely correct. Thank you, Z and Laker Tom. It is uh, the Lakers hopefully will be able to go ahead and witness history at the crypt with LeBron passing for the score record. But first, the Lakers need to get back to 500. They need to go ahead and do what they can to keep the winning streak alive in New Orleans. The game is at 3. The game has been moved to 3 p.m. Pacific standard time on Saturday. Yeah, from four, but they announced yesterday on Twitter, kind of under the radar, that how they moved. They, how, why they moved that? Switch the. I guess uh, they want a better game on uh, ABC for mm-hmm. the uh, national TV. They they have the, the the league has the right to swap games as far as which one they want to promote. So, so they've think, already calculated that LeBron's going to break the record there. Yeah. So uh, I have stuff to do, so that's a perfect thing. I can actually go out and have fun after the Laker game. Absolutely. So there you go. Right there. It is the Lakers at 3 p.m. Well, you can after the podcast. After the podcast, of course. After yeah. the podcast. Yes, then you have fun. Yes. You come for the podcast, and then you have fun. Yes, yes. absolutely. Thanks I for will. mocking me. I truly appreciate I it. Will great to it. have you here, Joe. All right. All right. But great to have Laker Tom back. Sean Grice is always in the house. Most appreciated, my friend. That big smile. Hey, does, does Toronto and Montreal have any kind of feuding going on? Or are they just uh, good friends, good love as far as the... You mean like Donovan Mitchell and Brooks and Dylan Brooks? Yeah, cool. I mean, because we had to, we have uh, Salami from uh, Montreal. So I just wanted to make sure you guys are okay. I, I'm i not sure what hockey team they root for. If it's Maple Leafs versus Canadians, yeah. Okay, that's a different story. Okay. Even I know that. La Blue Blanca Rouge, go Montreal. How come it's not the Maple Leaves? What, Tom? He said he's making Maple Leaves. Maple Leaves. It's the Maple Leafs. And then when the playoffs roll around, it's the Make Me Laughs. (laughs) But it should be Leaves. Two words blame Canada. Nope. Nope. Leaf. That was L E A F. And what's more than one leaf? Leafs. Uh, so much love for Laker Tom in the chat. Everybody is happy that he's back. Laker Tom, numero Welcome uno. back, Tom. Magic Man is my brother. Salami said it there. No, no love lost between Montreal and Toronto. We've heard from Istanbul. We've heard from Down Under in Australia. Just tr- so much love from around the world. Thank you so much for being We're part global. of what we do. The Lakers are global. And, and the Philippines, we've heard from, you know, just the great Great, great crowd that we have. The best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers. Two-game win streak. Yep, absolutely. We're going to go for more in New Orleans as the Lakers face off against the Pelicans. The irony is that the Lakers could actually, with the win, tie the Pelicans, and that would be hilarious with all the things that have gone on. And I would love it. Absolutely would love it. And you know Sean would as well, but – Let us know your thoughts always, and we'll see you tomorrow for Lakers Quiz, also on Saturday as well for the Lakers game on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. 
Joe's definitely a grilled to tofu guy. Reggae Joe says you're definitely a grilled tofu guy. Which is worse, Toronto or Montreal traffic? All right, you guys are going off the deep end. Uh, look what I started with on the with the traffic. Yeah, don't don't, don't let it happen again. Which is worse, Sean? Toronto or Montreal? Oh, Toronto. Oh my god, we have the worst traffic in North America. It it okay. it, 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 I, it it used to be it used to be the 405 when when our pod father lived in Is Los that the same 405 as our 405? Well, no, they, he was no, talking about mine one. when I was in L.A. When I yeah. lived in L.A. with a 405 parking oh, lot to the 110 yeah. going nowhere. Yeah, that's, yes. that's the famous thing. So now, Joe's the one that navigates those roads these days, not I. Now, the worst the worst highway to drive on in North America is the QEW Toronto, the Queen Elizabeth Parkway. Going the worst. Nowhere. Going nowhere. All right, indeed. But I'd rather drive on the left side of the road for the rest of my life than drive in Toronto scary traffic. If you've never done that. I mean, it really is pretty scary driving on the wrong side of the oh, road. Oh, hell yeah, it is. I mean, I'd rather I, do I it did that in Toronto I did that in Japan. And man, I mean, you definitely want to be full headed. You definitely don't want to have a drink or anything. Oh, hell no. Get where you are, you know, and just pull off into the street. All righty. Well, we're, we're driving off the rails here, but thanks so much, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow for Lakers quiz time. And then after that, on Saturday, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Join the fun today right there on playback.tv. You can sign up for free and then join us on Saturday for the Lakers fast break right there for you. And then after that, the best post game anywhere on the planet for basketball, NBA, and the Lakers. No better place to go than right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.